Hello, everyone. Welcome in. Welcome, welcome. Hey, Alec. So great to see you. Hello. Good to see you as well. Oh, my goodness. Well, <laughs> thank you guys so much for having me back. I'm Emily Kroll. I'm your host. I'm from Lenovo Legion. I manage our brand marketing over there, and I'm so thrilled to be joined today by Alec Guthrie. He is just top-notch, amazing human being, so it's going to be an awesome conversation. Alec, how's it going? How's your week going? Tell us. Uh, thanks, Emily, for the intro. I'm well. Um, my week's going, you know, as uh, as most weeks go. Not too bad. Can't complain. Um, and yeah, excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh. Well, of course. So you are the Partnership Solutions Executive over at TSM, and we do get to work together pretty closely in our roles, which is very exciting. So do you want to give us a little bit of a, a taste of what being a Partnership Solutions Executive at TSM really means before we dive into the questions and and how to submit questions yeah yeah that sounds good um so yeah i'm a partnership solutions executive i've been at tsm for just under two years next month and um yeah being essentially we work with partners such as lenovo legion and all of our other uh partners to ensure that their activations go well, that we're providing the best value um, and building you know, the best relationship that we can with our partners. For, uh, in, an, in really an authentic way, as much as possible, uh, that relates to uh, TSM's audience. Awesome. Well, it's really amazing to work with you. So I'm excited to dive into some questions. But before we do, let me tell you guys how you can submit questions. So we're actually pulling questions from the TSMU Discord. So if you have a question for Alec, head to discord.gg TSMU and ask your question in the Ask Stream Questions Here channel. Once you've asked your question, join the Waiting Room Voice channel to be selected to join us on the show. You can also just submit a text question as well. Uh, so with that, Alec, I do have some, some text questions that are piled up here if you're ready to dive in. Awesome, let's do it. Awesome. All right. So first and foremost, JDog has asked, with sales and partnerships being two very dependent departments in esports especially, what is the most critical aspect in executing partnership campaigns that people in sales need to keep in mind for a successful deal? And how do you ensure that this is done properly? That is a great question. Uh, JDog, right? Yes. Yes. Great question, JDog. Um, I think that it is very important that the sales team and the partnerships team communicates very, very clearly and very often, I would say. Um, that is super important because I think what sometimes can happen is a lot of the times the sales team can, and it's very easy to do this, right? If you're in a, in a place where you're ideating concepts and trying to uh, get clients excited about a a potential partnership, you're thinking of really cool activations and ideas, and it can spiral very quickly um, to something that's like uh, where the partnerships team may be like, whoa, 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 okay. When it comes to actually executing that, you know, that's a little bit more difficult to do. So I think it is really, really important to make sure that the sales team and the partnerships team are in constant contact with each other, regularly checking in um, on things, getting feedback from the partnerships team. Um, to on just things that can be improved on uh, with existing deliverables, or if the sales team does have uh, an idea or a pitch, run up, just run it by the, the partnerships team. You know, just make sure that uh, really the two teams are 
more in one team, I would say. Um, not necessarily fully in, in the same team, but they definitely should be very, very closely linked. Um, I, I would say that, yeah, basically communication is probably the the key aspect for a successful sales and partnerships department. Absolutely. And from a partner perspective, being a partner over at Lenovo that works directly on the account with you, um, that's exactly the format or, you know, the relationship that I can see and perceive as a partner. Um, you know, we are always talking with the partnerships team, of course, but we've got representatives from sales as well who are constantly joining our calls and hanging out with us too. So it's definitely a, a collaborative effort that we can see at the partner. So I'm glad to hear that that's, <laughs> that's the same thing uh, in your perspective as well. Um, so you said just communication is is really key. Do you guys have, this is a an anecdotal question, do you guys have a preferred method of communication? Do you guys Slack, Discord, just talk on the phone? How do you guys communicate with one another over at TSM? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, at TSM, we've really worked to try and do what I've described, which is really get our, our teams in sync with each other. Um, so really, we uh, it can happen just randomly. Like, I, we have kind of a virtual office, per se, in Discord, where we just hang out in Discord um, without the, or with the lack of an in-person in office for the moment. But sometimes it can just be as simple as starting a conversation uh, just with your coworkers about like, hey, what about this random thing that pops in my head about this? And it just kind of starts the conversation. And that can eventually lead into, you know, an improved product or uh, a new a new line item or new product that um, just, you know, some some brainstorming came up with. Um, but I think the other ways to, to communicate are, yes, definitely Slack. And I would say for kind of text messaging um, and just keeping track of things and having a paper trail. Um, but also getting time and setting meetings, I think is really important because you can, it is really about those brainstorming sessions and getting those kind of creative juices flowing, getting feedback from one another um, and, and and building off of each other because, you know, at least at TSM, our, our sales team and our partnerships team, you know, we're all, we're all very connected. We're all um, into kind of the the esports space and have different perspectives, and so I think being able to bring in all of those different perspectives is really important um, because I know there's some of my coworkers that think of things all like great points that you know I'll have an idea and they're like, hold on, I like wait, what about this thing? I'm like, oh, yep, you're you're right about that. Um, so you know it's always good to get more heads in the in the mix and get more ideas, but I would say you know consistent communications like weekly or bi-weekly meetings uh, to kind of go over things or even just scheduling things. Uh, but really, I would say that face, or FaceTime um, as much as you can and really talking to them uh, either over the tech, over phone or in person, I think is probably the best way to kind of knock things out. But as far as text communication, I would probably recommend Slack for that. Nice. And we over at Lenovo just absolutely love our uh, Wind Up Wednesday. Every Wednesday we're chatting. Uh, we chatted today about all the work stuff going on. Uh, so this is my second time chatting with Alec today, if you guys can believe it. So it's been a, a lucky day for me. Uh, another question for you, Alec. This one is a, gosh, a, a big one. How did you get your start in esports? Uh, that is. 
a short question with a long answer. Um, let's see. I think I so I've been a fan of esports and just interested in the space probably since the start of LCS. I wouldn't say that I've been like a crazy hardcore fan since then, but I've def I mean I've been a gamer my whole life. And uh, you know, once League of Legends really kind of uh, puts esports into the mainstream, I really started. I was like, "Well, this this is super cool." And then Twitch also started launching into the mainstream. Um, and at the time, I was um, out of or I was pursuing a career in dance, and I had really looked at Twitch and try and thought that there was something really special there with live streaming. And considering the fact that I was in the field of live performance. I uh, spent some a lot of time and effort exploring those two uh, um, concepts and seeing as like there's got to be a way to marry these two things and bring kind of uh, concert dance and live performance to uh, live streaming. Um, and so I actually ended up convincing some of the companies that I performed with. I live streamed some of our shows. <laughs> I did it like from my um, phone as a hotspot hooked up to like a camera. I did all these kind of weird things. Uh, but I just experimented. I, I like was really interested in the technology and the space and just and streaming in particular. Um, and naturally esports was a part of that. And so I just kind of explored that and messed around and tried to learn as much as I could um, about it. And then um, eventually I got more into e I got I started streaming um, just for fun on Twitch, just casual games. Um, found a particular game called Black Desert Online that I really, really loved uh, when it came out, I think in 2016. Um, fast forward two years, I'd been streaming for a little bit and I decided to start a tournament series for the game Black Desert Online. Um, I tried to model it after LCS. So there were like, it was like a serialized weekly tournament. Um, and essentially I created a little esports scene. Um, I hosted open events, invited players to play. Um, and then hosted weekly uh, tournaments, basically. I produced, casted, and organized the tournaments uh, myself with the help of my best friend. And yeah, I did that for a little bit. Uh, eventually, it got noticed by the uh, publisher, Cacao Games. Ended up breaking there as a uh, community manager. And that was kind of my intro into esports. And then now I work at TSM. <laughs> My gosh, there are so many things that I want to dive into from that detailed response. Um, we're definitely going to have to come back to the pursuing a career in dance. I, too, was pursuing a career in performing arts. Um, so I totally feel you there, and I'm excited to come back to that piece. Um, but you said that you streamed on Twitch. And I know that you've streamed a little bit on your Twitch channel recently. Is that something that we can count on coming back? The good vibes guy streams someday. Uh, maybe it's uh streaming is is an is an interesting hobby. It's it um it feels like one of those things that you want to dive full into. It's hard to like just dabble in sometimes. Um, but that's uh, maybe short answer is is maybe we'll see. I might I turn it on every now and then still um just for fun and to see some old friends and whatnot but uh who knows what's in the future <laughs> if um, i do it it'll be just for fun oh my gosh okay great and on the tournaments that you were organizing and every all the effort and work that you were putting into literally creating your own esports scene 
was that all on your own accord? Like you didn't get any direction, any payment necessarily from anybody. You just said, I'm Alec, I'm going in. And you started this whole thing and it started your career. Uh, effectively, yes. <laughs> I had a full-time dance job at the time. Um, I think this was 2017. Um, so I just finished my second year with a full-time contemporary dance company in San Francisco, um, which is really kind of the peak of where you could be as a professional dancer. Like getting a full-time year-long contracted contract is like what every dancer wants. Um, oddly enough, even though that's a passion career, I wasn't feeling that fulfilled by it. Um, I've always been super interested in gaming and, um, you know, and wanted, been interested in kind of using different skill sets that I have other than dance. Um, and so I thought, what the heck? Um, and funnily enough, my brother-in-law at the time um, was doing the same thing with his photography. He was like, you know, if I'm going to do it, do anything now, I I, I got to do it now before, you know, I, I settle down and start a family or whatever. And I was like, me too. And so I basically did that and I left the company. It was a uh, contract renewal time. So I just um, did not renew my contract with them. Um, and I was like, I'm going to give this streaming thing a shot for like a year. And of course, you know, my friends and family were like, did you do any backup? And I don't, don't condone this. Please don't leave your job to go pursue a streaming career. This is not good advice or something you should do. <laughs> um, fortunately, I did have, I, you know, I had housing. I lived at my parents' place. Um, so I was able to do that. I was in a, I was in a financial place where I was able to do that for a little while. Um, so I wasn't, you know, putting myself in a risky situation, but nonetheless, I still don't recommend that route. Um, and essentially, yeah, I left, I started doing the streaming thing. That's, you know, I, I tried to do my own stream thing. It, I don't, I didn't really know what I was doing. I tried to look into it. I tried to improve my stream and things like that, but that's where eventually my interest really shifted into, I really got interested and involved in actually creating the tournaments and hosting them because I felt like I was creating something interesting and, and fun and good and engaging for the community. I felt like that type, the content, the type of content that I was creating with a tournament was way better, way more beneficial, not just for me and potentially my channel and you know streaming career, but also for the the community and for everybody. Um, so I really kind of invested into that, and I did have help from my best friend. He really helped me kind of project manage, I would say. Um, you know, I I really did all of the work, everything from editing the videos, the all the assets used on stream, um, setting up the stream, setting up the tournament organizations, getting volunteers to help out with running the actual matches. So I really I I kind of um, I I was the uh, ex executor of of the things. I can't find the right verbiage, but I I did the things, and he he was like my sounding board. He we would talk about um, ways to go about it and and strategies and things like that. Um, and he was also my co-caster, um, so I did have support in that sense. Uh, but no, no real financial support. Um, eventually, we did get. I think for our, I ran two seasons. And I think for the second season, we actually uh, got a material sponsorship from HyperX, in that they just provided 
private support, which I was like super excited at the time. But now having worked in partnerships, I'm like, oh, that was basically nothing. But <laughs> but it was it was great experience. It was great learning experience. You know, I actually execute. I didn't really fully realize at the time, but I was executing deliverables for a client for for HyperX. Um, you know, and so even even just that process of like learning how to work with sponsors and things like that um, was was all new, and I didn't really know what I was doing, but I just went with it and and learned as I went um, and tried to incorporate it as best as I can. I kind of went on a tangent there, so I don't remember what the, if I fully answered the question, but uh, I think you did. I I had basically just said, "Wow, you did all this on your own accord." And my gosh, as you were talking, I was building out your resume in my brain. You know, we've got Alec Guthrie, dancer, pro dancer, streamer, caster, partnership solutions executive, uh, <laughs> like so many other titles that I could give you. Um, just really amazing. We had a comment from Meg McMuffin in the chat who said that Alec is a man of many talents. And they were definitely right in saying that. Um, well, let's move on to our next text question. How did you translate your background in dancing and live performance into the esports industry? You did touch on this a little bit, um, but if you would dig into it, that would be wonderful. Yeah, it was. There was. Um, there was a, a point I think before I really d dived into um, stream, like the gaming sense of streaming and and esports. I was super interested in bringing this whole new platform of Twitch and this whole new um, idea of live streaming and bringing live content kind of like accessible to everybody. Um, I, I really wanted to bring dance to that medium because I really believe, I still believe that live streaming is going to be the future of dance, um, at least at concert dance. Um, and, f and so it was, um, for a while I explored ways to to provide opportunities for companies because funding is really difficult in the arts, as I'm sure lots of people are aware of. Um, and so being able to hire out, you know, a full crew and a live stream service and all that stuff for every single show would be ridiculous, um, ridiculously expensive and, and unfeasible. But, you know, I wanted to show that these small companies who, you know, could only hire me for eight weeks out of the year, um, that even they could do it, right? I wanted to show them that like, hey, I'm one guy, I have a laptop and a camera and some software and like, it's super easy. I wanted to be able to bring that to to everybody so that, um, you know, it could, it could further the arts. So I think that kind of fueled my, um, my desire to learn as much as I possibly could. So because I found something that I was really passionate about in kind of the technology and streaming and really interested in, it really motivated me to learn it, it and how it works. I probably learned how to stream before actually becoming a streamer myself, like years before. I think I helped um, a few other people actually get their stream started before I ever even started streaming uh, because I had taken the time to look at OBS, look at the mechanics, learn how it all works, um, learn the setup, and just understand how live streaming and and this is and all of these uh things work even just having the basic knowledge can uh in in these types of things can really set you apart and really help you out later on the in ways that you may not really expect um so i think yeah basically taking uh dance and and finding something that is that you're equally interested in 
Um, and finding a way to kind of fuse those two things together is uh, what eventually led me on this path. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. And that's something that I always try to preach is like transferable skills and having the, um, I don't know, the the ability to take skills from one of your passions or hobbies and translate them for an employer or for somebody who's potentially going to be sponsoring you into, uh, you know, skills that they would need. Um, you know, I, I do this in dance and it's going to be valuable for you because X, Y, Z. Um, so that's that's really wonderful. And I'm so glad that it worked out. Uh, and on the streaming front, when we were first introduced, Alec, and before we were good friends, you were really the streaming guy. It's how I, <laughs> I was introduced to you. It's like, this is Alec. He's the stream guy. Like, he's the best at the streams. <laughs> yeah, I think even even within TSM still, I've I've helped out a few players set up their streams um and just can help out like ha i you know having the knowledge from obs and how streamers work and having stream myself both on a personal level and kind of a more uh, structural level um is useful and you know occasionally managers will hit me up and be like hey my player's having trouble with x y or z um and i usually can try and answer those questions i think um one thing that uh to kind of put in words uh the specific quality that helped me was being resourceful right and and being able to go out and find and learn about the things that i need to learn to do the things basically uh i need to figure out one one thing i had to figure out while making the tournaments was i had to learn adobe after effects um because i <laughs> i purchased an esports what was it called an esports media pack that had all these super cool graphics and assets or whatever um, for like an esports broadcast. Um, but it was kind of one of those things, you know, they give you the template and then you fill it in yourself. So I had to learn how to use After Effects and adjust and, and make all these things um, and edit videos and do all these things. And I just got the programs. I got like the, I remember I got the free, anytime I made a video, I got Adobe free trial and tried to cram that video into that, you know, two week period. <laughs> and learn as much as I could while making that video. Um, and that way, the next time I, I I had to make a video, I had all that knowledge for the future. Awesome, wow, I just added like so many more things to my mental Alec resume, video editor, graphic designer, like you've got <laughs> so, so many different uh, talents. It's, it's just really great to hear about. Uh, so thank you for shedding some light on that. Um, man, ooh, we've got more questions, it looks like. Okay, next question. Uh, how did you get your first job in the industry? You've touched on that a little bit. Um, what was that experience like, though? And do you have any advice for others on landing that first job? Yeah, so the first job I got was with Cacao Games as a community manager. Um, and that was that was because of the work that I'd done with the... The, the Black Spirit League is what the tournament series was called. And mm -hmm. so because I had created this tournament series called Black Spirit League, um, I had a few times attempted to, of course, get in touch with the publisher, as if you're involved with any esport, you should try and develop a relationship with the publisher that you're competing with or working with um, uh, for, for prizing and, and, and promotion and things like that, because it's a mutual um, relationship there. And so I tried to get in touch with them and, uh, before they had said, you know, hey, we like what you're doing. You're doing a great job. Eventually, 
um, I, I kept doing what I was doing, and I got to a point where I was probably doing this tournament series for a few months, and I didn't really know where it was going. Um, really, my kind of game plan was to create this tournament series, get noticed by the publisher, um, and have them either uh, outsource us and pay us to continue running these, or just outright hire us or me, because um, my friend wasn't necessarily looking for a job, but I was fun employed at the time. Um, <laughs> so that was kind of my master plan, and it sort of worked out because eventually they did reach out. They liked what we were doing. Turns out they had already been planning a big uh, tournament for TwitchCon that year in 2018. They they flew me and my buddy out. And when I when I got the call on on Discord for this, I was like, I was just unbelievably happy. I was like, my dream literally came true. Everything that I would hope for was happening. It was it was a fantastic moment in my life. Um, but and it was a great experience after that too. I went to TwitchCon, got to cast their official tournament on the Twitch front page, um, and with with my best friends, I got to meet all my streamer friends there. It was it was a great experience. But essentially, um, that's how I got my start and my first job was really not through esports directly, but actually working for a game that I really loved. Um, so I think that's also a very valuable and very viable way to get into esports because if you like if you're passionate about the game, chances are you're, or the esport, chances are you're passionate about the game as well. And even if you're not, um, even if you get a job in a with a game company that isn't an esport game, like Sims or Animal Crossing or you know any other non-competitive game, um, that doesn't preclude you from ever working in esports, right? So if if your end goal is esports or a certain space. There are other angles you can take to get in there, right? You don't have to kind of always walk in through the front door. You can wait for someone to open the side door for you. <laughs> Absolutely. I would say the exact same about working at Lenovo. And I don't necessarily work in the esports industry, uh, but we call companies like Lenovo an endemic company because they're, you know, in this same industry. You need the PCs in order to compete in esports. And so it's definitely been a side door for me, if you will, into this industry as well. Um, so definitely agree with that advice on finding your own path and not necessarily needing to focus solely on esports organizations in order to work in the esports industry. Yeah, that's so. exactly right. Awesome. Um, well, wow, we've got even more and more questions for you, Alex. So let's keep going. Um, and in a few minutes, I'll remind you guys how you can submit questions. But first, um, you mentioned a few times that you did work as a community patcher, whoop, geez, a community manager at Kakao. Um, so what was that like uh, in your day-to-day? -day? And what learnings did you get from that role that you've been able to apply to your role now at TSM? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a really good question. Um, so day to day as a community manager, um, you know, it's really about consolidating feedback, listening to the users, listening to um, talking to the influencers as much as possible. Um, and, you know, as a community, community manager is a little bit of a tough spot. And the way that uh, that particular company had it structured um, is a little bit different than I think some of the other community management just job descriptions out there. Um, it was more like a community-focused GM role, 
Um, so it was more, much more of kind of, you know, working um, on the ground with users and, and making sure to communicate well with them, um, but also being able to, to try and relay that information to the developers in a constructive manner. And so with that, you need to, one, have very good communication skills. You need to know how to navigate um, sometimes unhappy customers uh, and also how to, uh, you know, take that, take some of the kind of criticisms or take some of the emotion out of their feedback and be able to take um, and, and find the actual good feedback uh, to be able to relate to the developers. So I think being able to kind of um, critic, critically think and decipher um, information is is pretty important, as well as being able to keep your cool and um, communicate clearly and concisely. I think it's one of the big um, takeaways for that. Yeah, for sure. And it, it definitely comes across your clear communication in your current role. <laughs> great job on that from a partner Thank perspective. You. <laughs> That's great to hear. <laughs> of course. Um, well, before we dive into some more questions, I do just want to give you all a reminder that we are pulling questions from the TSMU Discord. So if you have a question for Alec, head to discord.gg slash TSMU and ask your question in the Ask Stream Questions Here channel. And then once you've asked your question, join the waiting room voice channel to wait to be selected to join us on the show. And you can come and join us on the show and ask Alec a question directly. So would love to get some of you guys calling in. But yeah, until then, in. yes, come join us. We don't bite. We're virtual anyway, so we couldn't even if we wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> The next question, uh, the text, the next text question comes from Kite, and they ask, "What, if anything, do you wish more people or organizations in the gaming or esports community would do, big or small?" Could you repeat that one more time? I sure can. <laughs> what, if anything, do you wish more people or organizations in the gaming and esports community would do, big or small? Like, what is the esports and gaming industry missing that you wish more companies or people would do or take advantage gotcha. of? Yeah, that's that's a really good question. Um, I think one thing that I would like to see is um, I think gaming in general is really opening it up to and it's it's kind of a hot word and 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 vague, but inclusivity and and frankly what you know tsmu is all about is inclusivity and bringing more people in um i think that the more that we can and and when i say that i also mean making gaming a safe and fun space right especially competitive gaming which we all know can be very uh emotional at times and have uh varying environments um so i think I would love to see more organizations, more teams put more efforts to creating those opportunities and environments for players to just um, interact and have fun and not have to worry about who they're playing with or if they're going to have a bad time because you're playing a video game. You shouldn't have to worry about that. Um, so I, I would like to see a little bit more um, action or effort there um i i don't think right there there's not really a 
simple solution to that, I will say. So it's not an easy thing to tackle by any means. However, I, I think I would like to see a little bit more effort and action um, from organizations in that area. I would totally agree with you. And it's something that I've, you know, tried to be an advocate for definitely through everything that we do with Legion. And it's such a nice thing to be partnered with an organization, TSM, who believes in the same type of thing. And so we're able to move in that direction together. Um, so I agree with you that there's definitely a lot of work that needs to be done across the board. Um, but we've got some really great people like yourself behind the scenes that are working to make it happen. So all good all good stuff yeah um okay the next question i'm sorry did i cut you off did you have more to say no, okay, no i good. was just gonna agree then good to work with people like you as well we together yeah. we can make it happen thank you thank you oh my gosh uh the next question comes in from someone whose name i'm definitely going to butcher but i'll give it a whack clevin claus asks what do you like most about your job and the work that you're doing I think um, one thing that's not specific to this job in particular, but just any job, I would say is it, and I think this is said somewhat frequently, but I think not really fully realized until you found it, but working with people that you enjoy working with is probably the most important thing um, because you don't necessarily have to love the work. Um, as long as you're doing it with and for people that you do really like. Um, but with that said, I think some of the really fun parts of this job are getting to do really cool campaigns, um, you know, be, being able to see some of your ideas uh, come to fruition and being able to work with really awesome brands um, and and people and um yeah, just being being kind of involved and being knowing that you're uh, able to kind of help grow the esports space and the team. This TSM is uh, was my favorite team before joining, so that's probably also a, a big uh, bonus factor for me as I get to work for my favorite team. Heck yeah, big plus! And I would totally agree that it's the people who really make your experience what it is at the end of the day. Um, the company, of course, is really important. The work you're doing is really important, but it's your everyday interactions and those that you collaborate with that defines your experience, in my opinion. Seems like you agree. Yes, definitely. I agree with that. Awesome. Well, Clevin Klaus has asked a follow-up question, um, and it is, what are some necessary skills that you feel someone in your position needs to have or learn? Necessary skills, I would say um, organization is kind of a very broad but important one. Um, and more specifically with organization, it's being able to handle uh, multiple kind of things at once. If you are someone who keeps a to-do list uh, or a, a calendar that you actively like update things like that, you are already in a solid state for whatever job you're going to apply for. Um, as speaking from someone who that is something I've always had to work on, um, I can definitely say that that is something that uh, will help you in the long run if you're able to really organize yourself and keep yourself on track with the tasks that you need to do. Um, this can go 
even even further than just your current or future job um it can apply to your um hobbies it can apply to your personal goals um it can really apply to anything in general but being able to organize yourself put things down and visually like see and work towards them i think is a really really critical um uh asset to develop i totally totally agree so i don't Man, I might be putting you on the spot here, but is there any organization tool or organization technique that you would recommend as something you found really helpful? Or do you just, like me, have a wide-ruled notebook? All of my coworkers make fun of me for it, but I have big handwriting. I have a big notebook, and I just write in it all day. So how do you organize your day, and how do you organize your tasks? So as I said, that's something I still work on. So I don't necessarily, I don't think I found my perfect recipe, per se. Um, but I do Google Sheets uh, or like, you know, any kind of sheet, I think is something that uh, works for me. And um, really just uh, being able to, I, I think, I also think in, in general, another skill set to have is just a general kind of Google Suites um, knowledge. Um, and especially the sheets, anything you can do more with that actually surprisingly can come in handy. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't say I don't I don't know if I have a magic uh, tool that I've that works for me just yet. But I will say sheets just kind of a, like listing things out, right? I think the act of just putting it down somewhere, whatever it doesn't have to be a specific tool, doesn't have to be a specific methodology. Um, it's really whatever works for you. But I think just the action of put putting it somewhere um, is is really the the important thing. Absolutely. And it's it's so beneficial. We have some people calling you a sheets master in the chat. And <laughs> wow, that sheets master title really comes in handy when your partners ask you for in-depth reporting documents and <laughs> in-depth tracking documents for your deliverables. So um, gosh, I can vouch for you being a sheets master there. That's for sure. <laughs> yep. I will say that is one of the uh, first things that I uh, Spent a lot of time working on at TSM when I first joined. Um, Allie was my wonderful manager at the time, and I, I just took it upon myself. It kind of, I think it goes speaks back to being resourceful, um, because I did take it upon myself when I first joined, because I saw that you know Sheets was an important tool that the company used. So I really took the time to learn as much as I could, um, and even look for ways to improve on our existing. Um, systems. And so I think that has actually kind of um, helped me and um, our team in general since in the long run, just putting in the time and the effort in the beginning to really learn and, and buckle down mm -hmm. on something that it was also kind of interesting to me. So it was one of those things that I was interested in, I was motivated to do it. Um, and so I was able to kind of bring that to my current job. Awesome. And I think that that's something um, that really just helps you to get ahead in your career in general, um, having the gumption and the drive and motivation to learn new tools and help that company or that team to implement new processes, make themselves more efficient. Sometimes when you're at a company for so long, you just get bogged down in the day to day and you can't even see what efficiencies could be could be made. And so I'm sure that that, um, you know, learning new tools and making all those efficiencies for the team uh, helped you out in your career. I hope I'm correct in saying that. 
Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I think um, always, always looking for a room to improve. I think is is also a good thing, right? What what can I what can what can I do to contribute? What can I? How can I uh, help the help our current team or our current company do X, Y, or Z better? Or how can we do this more efficiently? Or how can you know? Always looking for opportunities to improve on uh, what you're doing, rather than just uh, kind of accepting what was told to you if that makes sense or like accepting what it is you can always look at other alternatives yeah yeah absolutely so had there been any you, you definitely kind of touched on it with sheets but have there been any um instances at tsm and maybe the answer is no but where you've made a suggestion to leadership or to your team on something that they weren't using in the past and and you kind of brought it in and you guys are using it now yeah, so actually, um, I, I, I am, I guess I'm kind of on like a taking on a research role in, in TSM as well. Um, and so with that comes, you know, being able to find uh, basically what we're talking about, new tools, new ways to improve efficiency and things like that. So, um, you know, I, I have um, helped TSM find new um, evaluation tools um, to yeah. help to help um, you know evaluate our partnerships and and be the and find better ways to kind of portray to our partners uh, what they mean, what kind of value we're bringing them, uh, how is that value coming about? Is it coming through video content? Is it coming from our streams? Um, you know what are what's performing better, what's not? So being able to find the tools um, and like third party. Uh, companies that can help us do that uh, is is something that I've uh, been doing at TSM, along with even just um, simple things like uh, uh, tools that can help our players um, function better or like not have to worry about sponsor things as much, right? So being able to take load off of certain other teams uh, or make things more efficient or streamlined uh, across teams or across departments um, or is another kind of uh, role that I've been playing at TSM that's tangential to my current Partnership Solutions executive role. <laughs> yes, well, it definitely helps um, with the partnerships to explain things uh, in a <laughs> clear and concise way and having the data and metrics back things up because typically, uh, you know, I'm assuming based on my own experience at Lenovo, but you've got your partnership manager or marketing manager who is probably very much into gaming and esports like myself um, and whoever your contacts are and your other partnerships as well but as you go up the chain in these massive fortune 500 companies like lenovo or like general motor motors the people at the very very top they're not super into gaming and esports most likely and so being able to explain this world to them and bring them the metrics which are always mind-blowing is super important and helps the company to go a long way the you know the ability for your team to be communicating that clearly to your partner's leadership teams is is top notch and that's super important yeah yeah exactly being it is it is very important you know if you, even if you're the one executing it um, you know, if you're the one executing the deliverables and, and these activations and you're providing these statistics back, you also want to make sure that you have at the very least a basic understanding of what they mean, right? Um, you need to be able to answer questions of that come up from um, 
even your day-to-day -day contact or potential uh, future contacts uh, of what they mean and, and um, being able to give them context for it, especially for non-endemic partners uh, who are new to esports, right? They're like, what, what's a Twitch view? I don't understand what that means. And of course, we all know, you know, there's, there's concurrent viewers, there's live views, there's all sorts of different metrics out there. And so you really need to be able to understand what they are uh, in order to be able to portray what you want to you to the clients. So I think, yes, I, I definitely agree that being able, it is important to, you know, learn and understand um, the, the numbers behind what, what you're doing too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's so important, so critical to the business. Um, but we do have some more questions for you. So I'll, I'll, you know, divert from that one. But uh, how would you recommend reaching out to other people in the esports industry for networking? How do you make that first step to building the connection? That's a great question. I would say finding places like TSM University is a great start. Um, I think there's tons of communities out there that, um, you know, you can kind of just jump into and dive in and be a part of, even if you think, even if it's just for learning experience, like let's say you join your favorite streamers discord, um, just to learn and see what it's like. Right. Um, and, and let's, and even, even give it a shot. Maybe you try and get involved, maybe you try and participate in, you know, a discord activity that they run, um, every now and then or something like that, but being able, don't be afraid to just kind of like, jump into even even a larger public discord because um even if you don't necessarily make a direct connection from there you've you've got just a bit more understanding and context for what's going on in the space what streamers are doing um you can judge for yourself whether you liked how their discord was run or not um and things like that so i would just recommend kind of jumping into places that you're interested in interested in and seeing where that takes you because you never know where you might end up and um, what you might learn from it. Great answer. Love it. Um, so, wow, Woo, we've got more questions. They are rolling in here. Um, okay, next question. Maybe, maybe let's make this one even a little more specific. The question is, what's your day-to-day -day like at TSM? I want to adjust it to what's your typical Wednesday like at TSM? <laughs> you, know, you, you come into work, you're waiting anxiously for 10 a.m. for the Wind Up Wednesday meeting with Lenovo to start, then what happens? Well, that is exactly how I start my Wednesdays, Wednesdays um, eagerly and awaiting for, to see Emily's face on <laughs> Google Meets. Um, <laughs> and uh, essentially after that, after my favorite meeting of the week um typically you know it's catching up on uh slack and emails and and messages that for the day but uh, typically day-to-day -day is really checking in with um the current activations and deliverables that are plans um you know going from kind of uh what uh timeline basis so if you have some activations happening that week those first, obviously, and then you kind of move further and further. But um, so it day to day goes from planning and scheduling um, and coordinating to um, then you know it's also you mix in some meetings to talk about strategy occasionally, um, like we talked about at the beginning of this of this. Um, and yeah, it's a lot of coordinating and planning and communicating basically. So it's for example. Um, 
you know, a stream needs to be done in two weeks. You need to coordinate with the manager. You need to make sure that the player is all good. You need to make sure that the player knows what to do and, and what's going on. The client also needs to make sure that or needs to know that, yes, the player is good to go. They, they're all good. You have the assets from the clients. The player has them. Basically, essentially, you need to make sure that everybody has what they need to make sure that whatever has been planned to be executed, such as a stream or a tweet or whatever it may be, um, you want to make sure that the client is all good, that they know what they're getting and, and what they're expecting, and the player or whoever is executing it or the social team, if it's coming from the TSM account, um, that they all have what they need to execute it as well. So really, it's planning, executing, and coordinating. And then you mix in some strategizing with sales and partnerships team in there as well. Awesome. It sounds like a fun day. Lots of uh, <laughs> just friendship all around, it sounds like. Yes, power of friendship. I love it. Um, awesome. Well, we did get a question a few minutes ago from Kaz in the chat, and I got to know, are you the best dancer at TSM? Uh, I would like to say yes, but um, I don't know. I may have myth may have to challenge me one day. We'll see. <laughs> that's true. That's true. All right. That's, so that's new a, uh, deliverable. Get it on the docket. Yeah, myth exactly. Alec dance dance off. <laughs> yeah, we need a we need a dance off stream to to fully confirm. But uh, for now, I'll just say yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> okay, I support it. I support it. I I can't say I've spoken to anyone else at TSM that touts themselves as a dancer, so I will absolutely give you that one. <laughs> um, next, slightly more serious question: Are there any particular campaigns or projects that you've worked on in your career that you are especially proud of? So I think uh, one campaign that stood out for sure was um a campaign last year that probably some people may know of um revolving around um a certain character that was developed um for a specific brand um it yeah i, I yeah basically i think uh if any of you have heard of the grab up gamer um that was that was a campaign that definitely was um, a memorable one for me. Um, it was it was a lot of lot of effort that went into it, but I think the end result was um, was pretty fun. Um, I think you know we the the thing that was interesting about that one is we really we tried to come up with something new and different. Um, you know, a little bit outside the norm, a little bit outside the box. Um, for it. And I, I mean, I think we definitely accomplished that. There's definitely a lot of learnings and a lot of, um, you know, pieces uh, to the puzzle. But um, that one is probably one of the more uh, memorable campaigns uh, for me. Awesome. Yes, it was memorable for me as well. I can envision the gamer in my brain right now. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> work on that one. Um, what are some of the more important lessons that you've learned in your time in esports that you can share with us? Important lessons in esports is, I think, um, being flexible is very, very important. And being able to set uh, as accurate expectations as possible um, is, is, is very important as well. So I think. Things change rapidly in esports. Esports moves very fast. 
there's a lot of um, new wants and newness that comes with esports. Um, and so being able to adapt and being able to, um, you know, effectively communicate clearly, you know, is is super, super important. Um, because just with even with, you know, Grub Up Gamer, uh, we happen to be doing that campaign during roster changes. So that put a lot of uh, roadblocks and challenges in the way um, because we had to adapt constantly based on new information that we were getting in basically real time um, for for that was going to affect that campaign. So being able so being able to you know very quickly and effectively communicate both with the client and all rel related teams internally to uh, kind of make sure that that the campaign continued um, was super important in getting that campaign done. Awesome. Yeah, there's there's so many things to keep in mind when you're planning a massive campaign like that, or even just, um, you know, even just a video deliverable that has like social deliverables attached to it. There's so much coordination that people don't realize goes into uh, all of these things coming to you on social behind the scenes. Um, so my gosh, great answer there. Um, this one, you might have already touched on this one. I'm just thinking back to some answers you've already given. But I want to know, what is your favorite memory that you've made working in esports or gaming? And why is it so special to you? I would say uh, working in esports and gaming, probably my one claim to fame was casting uh, TwitchCon 2018 for the Black Digital Online tournament uh, was probably one of the highlights for me. Um, it was one, I got to be the performer again. Um, I got to be kind of in the spotlight, which is really fun. Uh, it was for a game I really loved. It was, you know, a validation of the work that I'd put in up until that point, um, which is really great. And it was, it was also just being, I have been to every single TwitchCon since they started. And just, a flex. And, uh, yes, it is, it is a low-key flex. Um, uh, I, but I just, I love the like twitch community i love and being able to actually meet friends that i'd made on twitch uh during my time streaming and things like that uh just all that kind of coming together in one like weekend was just like a super amazing experience for me oh my gosh heck yeah well it seems like we must have missed each other at a few of those twitch cons because i too <laughs> have been to most of them and my gosh we didn't even know each other were there at the first few yeah, I actually, I believe the first time we met, Emily, was 2019 TwitchCon. At TwitchCon. I'm not, yeah, so. I'm pretty sure that's the first time we ever met. <laughs> good times, good times, gosh. Yeah. Well, what is your favorite memory from 2019 TwitchCon as the last question here? Uh, I would say that one was super cool because uh, our booth is right next to the Lenovo Legion booth. And so we got to see uh, tons of, oh, and also I was working at TSM at that time. So our, the TSM booth was right next to Legion. I got to meet tons of amazing people, such as this lovely person here with me on the podcast. Um, and uh, yeah, I would say just being there with, with TSM and, and being a part of, you know, all of that was going on was pretty awesome. Absolutely. Same here. Um, we're getting some requests 
some very heated requests in the Twitch chat about Tomi. Is Tomi able to make an appearance today? Is she sleeping? I will I will do my best uh, to see if she can make an appearance. I'll call her cool. while, if there's another question in the meantime. Okay, great. Well, I will end with one more question for you then, and then we will possibly get Tomi. Um, so, so let me find the chat here. My gosh. Um, are there any fun stories that you could share about working at TSM? Oh my gosh, don't even share it yet. I see Tommy's made an appearance. <laughs> yep, this is Tommy. Hold on, I'll try and get her to say hi. Tommy. Yep. There she is. <laughs> oh my gosh, star of the show. Yes, appearance. Fresh so drink back for the Q&A with Tommy. I'm joking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> To end on a really positive note, Alec, tell us about your favorite memory working at TSM. Favorite work memory working at TSM? That's hard. That's a tough one. Um, I would say, what is my favorite memory? I mean, honestly, TwitchCon 2019 was pretty awesome <laughs> to be working at TSM then, too. Um, I, I would say that's probably one of my up there um being able to yeah and then uh, i would also just say i don't think it's a, a particular one but one thing i also it is a very fond memory for me and i also miss um being virtual these the last year or so um is just being in the office with people and being surrounded by people who are also passionate about the same things that I'm passionate about, who love video games, who I can go to, you know, we walk to lunch with like every day, go to Whole Foods, get a slice of pizza and just hang out and like be being able to be in, in a culture um, that you just fit in and mesh with has been really, really awesome. Um, I would say that is probably one of my favorite memories. Oh, good. I'm so glad to hear it. And I can't wait until you can be reunited in the facility with all of your best TSM friends. Um, but that is all we've got for now. So thank you guys all so much for tuning in. Thank you, Alec, for being such an amazing guest. It was so, so wonderful to have you and to hear about all of your experiences throughout esports, gaming, dancing, all of it. I cannot wait for the dance off. <laughs> <laughs> Well, next week, uh, we don't have Tommy. That was a joke. That was a lie. Next week, August 25th at 5 p.m. PST, we are going to have another really, really special guest, Kirsten Gee, who's the gaming marketing manager at Intel. Um, so make sure that you're back here 5 p.m. Pacific and 8 p.m. Eastern for next Wednesday's Q&A. And be sure to follow the channel so that you know we're live. Um, join TSMU. It is discord.gg slash TSMU and get your questions ready for Kirsten next week. And Alec, man, great chatting with you. Thank you so much for being on the show. Yes, of course. Great chatting with you as well. Thank you for having me, everybody. Thanks all for watching. <laughs> Bye.